me go ahead and tell you that was not an angel of the Lord that showed up and sung to us this morning. <laughs> no, I believe that was one of Brother Thomas's friends. I've seen him around. We've been in church before. I can't recall his name, but I know him. You, you, you have that problem. You know people, but you just can't recall their name. So I, I know him. Um, but, uh, man, I didn't know you were playing the like that. So that, was a, that was a blessing. Amen. If you hung around, I'm going to ask him to play it again during the altar. I mean, during the offering time. That would have been a real treat. Um, but when I run into him, I'm going to eat him. <laughs> what are you doing leaving, brother? <laughs> hey, man, I guess the Lord just told him to come by and bless us on his way to his church this morning. Amen. Georgia won another game. Woo-hoo! Go dogs! Praise God. It's so good to be here. I've got a, uh, I don't know if you have Dr. Tim Hill on your Facebook or not, but Dr. Tim Hill, our, our international bishop, put a request on Facebook. He was flying from Finland. He just got done preaching in Finland in a revival. And he got word that Israel had been under attack. Hamas has attacked Israel, and it says the worst in 50 years, which is pretty big. It's the worst attack in 50 years. And uh, I was on there yesterday reading it, and uh, Israel has already declared war on Hamas. So, and a lot of countries in the Middle East are, you know, knowing their opinions uh, as to which side they're going to be on and all this. But how I many you know that your Holy Bible tells us to pray for the peace? of Israel and tells us to bless the people of Israel because that's God's chosen people. Now some of you may not understand why why is this all this happening? But okay, it all goes back to the days of Abraham. In the days of Abraham, God gave the nation of Israel to the descendants of Abraham. The children of, of Abraham, Israel. And that land belongs to them by God's divine plan. But when they were in captivity and all these things were happening through the history, Palestine people began to occupy the land. And in 1967, during the Six Day War, when Israel captured Jerusalem again and became a nation under the eyes of the UN, Palestine has been at war with them ever since. But this time it's escalated. So let's pray for the peace of Israel, let's pray for God's divine protection. And you say, well, we're sitting over here in the good old U.S. of A. It doesn't affect us. Yes, it does, because the Middle East considers us their enemy, too, because we support Israel. So, simply because of that. And we will pray for our troops around the world today, uh, over and overseas. We have military bases overseas. We will pray for all of our troops, because the last thing we want right now was a major conflict. Amen? But let's all stand and go to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray for those that we don't see this morning. Amen. Bless them and encourage them. And how many of y'all are going to pray the Holy Spirit just pours out His manifest Spirit upon us today? Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. First of all, that we have an opportunity to come to the house of God. Father, you have blessed us to be here. You have blessed us to be in the house of God. And you've given us the freedom to worship you in spirit and in truth. 
And Father, I thank you for every soul that is here today, for every soul that has showed up at the Bowden Church of God, Lord, the house looks like it's full this morning. Father, I give you praise for every soul that's here. We pray for every soul that's not here. Lord, those that are sick in body, those that are going through something, God, that you would encourage them. Lord, if we pray for Sister Jan and Sister Elaine, that you would heal them and encourage them this morning. And Father, we pray for the peace of Israel. We ask you to put a spiritual dome around the entire country. Lord, that you would dispatch the angels of heaven. Lord, if one angel could go into a camp and kill 185,000 soldiers in one night, Lord, what can 12 legions of angels do? Lord, I ask you to protect Israel today. You told us in your holy writings to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Israel. We pray this morning on behalf of Israel. We pray this morning on behalf of Jerusalem. We pray for peace. We speak peace and not war. We bind every demonic spirit, every Palestine spirit that would try to rage war upon God's people. We bind those evil spirits. And what we bind on earth is bound in the heavenly skies this morning. And we thank the Lord that these spirits have been bound. And we loose the angels of heaven to protect Israel right now and protect America. God, protect our soldiers, our troops, God, every branch of the military around the world today, not only in the U.S. of A., but around the world. Protect our soldiers today. Protect our military bases, God. And give us the strength, give us the peace, God, and give us the wisdom. God, we pray for our government, that you would give them the wisdom, that they make righteous decisions. We rebuke every unrighteous decision from ever being made, and we cast it down in Jesus' name. And we ask you to have our officials make righteous decisions. For your word says that they're all ministers of your grace toward your people. And Father, we thank you, Lord. Invite your Holy Spirit to come in and take over. Lord, let everything be done in peace and in order this morning. Let your anointing flow into the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on, worship team. Let's get ready to worship Pastor, the Lord this morning. Did you? Oh, yeah, don't forget that we have uh, some announcements. We have Awakening the Sons and Daughters Conference, which is this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, I'm not hosting this event, but I am supporting this event. Uh, my daughter, Cindy Diaz, is uh, basically spearheading this event uh, here in Bowden at Copeland Hall. Uh, I tried to get her to do it here at our church, and she simply told me, your church ain't big enough, Daddy. <laughs> she says, there's going to be people coming from all over, all over, uh, all over the South, Tennessee, and Alabama, and all over. So Copeland Hall, I believe, is going to be packed out. And uh, we want to be a part of that. Amen. It's going to be a, a day of ministry, a day of deliverance. Prophetic words will be spoken and preached. Amen. And taught. And people will be healed on this day. So you want to, you want to clear your schedule. Whatever you got going on, be, be there at Open Hall at 10 a.m. It's a free event. Uh, they are asking for donations for the Cherub House, which is a, this is, if you don't know what the Cherub House is, the Church of God organization in Atlanta. And what it is, is where they went and rescued these women from sex trafficking, and they have put them in a safe home, and they are trying to reunite them with their families and get them out of that lifestyle. 
And so the Charity House is in need of some special things. I know they're needing pajamas. Gift cards. I was I was told gift cards. Gift cards that they will be able. Amazon and Walmart. What they need for themselves, okay? Amazon and Walmart. Amen. And don't forget the biggest celebration of the year, my birthday. Come on, church. Come on. Oh, 55. Okay, how you flip it? I'm still 55. Amen. No matter how you flip it. I look good for 55, huh? Amen. Y'all ain't supposed to lie in the house of the Lord, don't you? But no, we are, we're going to have a fall festival on this day. And I'm asking everybody to go buy me a toy. I want you to buy me a toy. I don't care what kind it is. I don't care. Listen, we need more teenage toys, I think, this year than we need uh, children's toys. Amen. Thank thanks for teenagers to open up at Christmas. What is and we're. Huh? What is a teenage toy? I don't know. That's a teenager. Hot chocolate. What is it? Monster High. Monster High. There you go. Talk to a teenager. Don't tell you. But we have a box outside of the foyer, which reminds me of the toy for this day. We're going to be supporting Tim Warren's ministry and extended stay ministry. Believe it or not, in Little River, if we had a hotel here in Valley, we'd probably have one too. But there's children growing up in hotels. Extended stay ministries. And Tim Warren goes in there every year and buys them Christmas presents. He'd ask us to join him. So that's why I want you to buy me a Christmas toy for my birthday. Amen. So buy me a toy, put it out there in the box. We're going to support that ministry. And we're going to have a good time. We're going to fall festival activity. When's the last time you had a good old sack race or, or uh, maybe an egg tossing contest or green tossing? So we're going to have a good time that way. Matter of fact, on my birthday, don't wear clothes that you're afraid to get dirty in. But we're going to have a good time. Amen? We're going to have a good time. Clear you never mess yourself. Y'all made my change clothes after church. All right, we're going to have a good time on that day. October the 22nd. Tell everybody about it. 55. Well, we better than that. Amen. Y'all ready to worship the Lord this morning? Yeah. We got some children wanting to sing with us this morning. Huh? Come on. We got a little microphone up here that we use for our children. Where's Sister Candy with us? Candy and Sam, you come up and stand. You're not with us this morning. Y'all want to go up and sing? Go up to the microphone. I've got to make sure it's on. Sing, but we'll come sing this morning. Okay, it is on because normally. All right. I forget to turn it on. Y'all ready to worship the Lord this morning? Come on. Come on, Charlie. Let me tell you, this is not a concert. It's not a concert, it's worship. That means we all participate. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us to lift up holy hands. Amen. 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 I want to tell you, if you feel like standing, stand. Amen. Some people have knee problems, leg problems, hip problems, back problems, and it hurts when you stand. But you know what? If you're not able to stand, you can worship God in your seat. You can raise those hands. Amen. And worship God. But if you're able to stand, I encourage you to do so. Amen. If you feel like running around the church, go ahead and do that too. Amen. If you like dancing in the spirit, go. Listen, just because we got saved don't mean we stop dancing, church. We just changed partners. Amen. Amen. We dance for Jesus now. Praise the Lord. God is good. All right.
Hallelujah. When death was arrested, our life began, church. Let me all believe that this morning. Y'all know this next song, worship with it.
these songs out this morning. He has developed into a quite a worship leader of music. Amen. Amen. We're so proud of Brother Hayden and all he's doing. Great things are coming to him. Come on, Brother Hayden, please. Come on, let's get our worship on this morning, church. altars are open this morning. You need to talk to Jesus. This is the time to come.
those hands together for Jesus this morning. Yes, this week the Lord took me to Job. 
There never was a man more afflicted than Job. Never was a woman or a child, I'd say even an animal, more afflicted than Job. And as I begin to read Job, and I begin to see something that God was going to show me in Job, in one chapter, I think it's chapter 19, but at one point, Job says, I know my Redeemer liveth. Come on. In the middle of his affliction, in the middle of his pain and agony, in the middle of everything that was happening to Job, he said, I know my Redeemer was alive. what God showed me this week as I, I looked at Job's life is that before this there was a hedge of protection around Job. And, and Satan said to God that if you would remove that hedge of protection he would curse you to your face. If you remove that hedge of protection and let me touch everything he's got, I'll make him curse you. There never was a man more afflicted than Job. And I begin to see something. I begin to see something. I know it ain't my, I'm not preaching this morning, amen. So Angel's gonna finish her sermon. She's got to preach. And I know Angel's been offering yet, but let's, I'm just gonna obey God for this morning, all right? Yeah. I know that there's times that we go through things in our bodies, sometimes ache and pain. Come on. Sometimes we go through sicknesses. Sometimes we fight depression. Sometimes we, we have heartaches and heart pains in our life. And sometimes it seems like the whole world is against us. Our families are against us. Listen, Job said that, that children were mocking him. His, he said, the, my breath offends my wife. That's what he said. So his very existence offended his wife. His friends told him to curse God and die. His wife told him to curse God and die. Everybody was trying to get him just to give up. Give up and just curse God and die. But Job held on his integrity. That'll preach up there itself. He held on his integrity. And this is what the Lord showed me. No matter what we're going through, the destroyer is still restrained in your life. You think it's hard now. You see what happened to Job is the restrainer was totally set free and the hedge protection came all the way down and all the way off. And Satan had full reign of what he did to Job. The reason that you and I don't suffer like Job is because the, he has been restrained by the power of God. Satan cannot do anything to you that you, yourself, or God does not get permission to do. If you go back to the very first chapter, Job says, my greatest fear has came upon me. He sacrificed for his children because his children were wicked and he was afraid that God's wrath would fall upon him. He sacrificed for them his daily sacrifices. And Job said, my greatest fear that came upon him. The restrainer and let go, and all hell ascended. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know why you're here this morning, but this is what God wants you to know. It ain't that bad, honey. It ain't that bad, because the restrainer has been restrained in your life, and you might be going through a little something. Come on. But it could be a whole lot worse. Come on, church. The restrainer has been restrained in your life. Now, you stand to your feet right now. Stand to your feet right now. Come on, church. Stand your feet right now, and you're going to rebuke the devil out of your own life. You're going to say, Devil, devil I rebuke you. I rebuke you. Out of my life. Out of my life. Out of my body. 
rebuke, devour. He's been restrained. Come on, ushers. Come on, take God this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, give Lord a hand praise. It's our praise. Come on. Praise Him. Oh, that version. I've worked on the church for a while there. Amen. How many of you got your tithing to with you this morning? Amen. You ready to give God what belongs to Him? Ready to give it back to God? Let's give it back to God. 10% of everything we make goes back to God, right? It's no time. Amen. Anything beyond that's called offerings. We're here today to take tithes and offerings. This is our time to worship God in our finances. Just like we worship Him with our hands in the air. And by doing this, we say, yes, God, get in my bank account. <laughs> yes, God, get in my finances. Yes, God, get in my mortgage and pay that thing off. Woo, come on. Huh? I said, yeah, come on, church. Yeah. Come on, church. How many of y'all still have mortgages out there? Raise your hand. You still got a mortgage somewhere. Huh? Mortgage? I tell you what, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do before this year's over with. I'm gonna send them an extra payment. Send them an extra payment. You'd be surprised how much they cut off on your interest every year. Amen. God is a good God, church. Oh, amen. He wants to bless us today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this house. Lord, we can feel your anointing. We thank you, Lord, for the prophetic word that was spoken out this morning. God, we give you praise for it. We know that you're on the throne. God, we ask you, Lord, to continue to rebuke the devour for us. As you said in Malachi, you would rebuke him out of our finances. You would rebuke the destroyer. And you'd open up windows of heaven and pour down blessings. Lord, we have, we have prayed and we have blessed Israel that puts us in line for your blessings upon us. And we give you praise and honor and glory. Fathers, we worship you in our finances. As we give you our tithes, we give you our offerings. Get inside of our banks, God. Get in our bank accounts. Get in our savings accounts, God. Fill our pockets with the cash that we need, God, right now. As you bless us, as you encourage us, as you set us free. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Go ahead. We're going to go ahead and dismiss children for Children's Church at this time. Give Sister Heather a big hand. Thank you, Sister Heather. Wonderful to children in the house of God. Amen. I've had many evangelists tell me. That they don't see children in the house of God anymore. Evangelists. It's a blessing when we have children, amen. And teenagers, amen. Thank you, teenagers, for coming to the house of God today, amen. We haven't seen Sister Destiny in a while since one of her first Sundays back in a long time, amen. She was all the regular around here until she moved away. Now we pray she gets her driver's license so she can drive herself to church, amen. Amen. God's a good God. Amen? Amen. This angel started a series last week about seasons, and uh, she's going to continue on this morning. How many of y'all going to hang out with us and eat some chili today? We're going to have some chili for lunch. Amen. Y'all stay in fellowship with us. Sister Patsy got herself a team that helped her do that. Amen. Uh, praise God for that. We're going to have a good time. Have you ever seen a big old thing of chili? They got, they got plenty back there for everybody. Amen. Stay and eat with us, amen. Don't forget the announcements.
Check your emails, check your text messages, but uh, put announcements out there, keep you guys informed of what's going on. And y'all give Sister Angel a big hand as she comes and blesses us today. Different outcomes. 
Okay? On this side, how about these onions at the same time? They were both in a bag for the same amount of time. Do you notice a difference in one of them? One of them decided to make itself grow. One of them decided, I'm not going to lay here and die and become gooey, icky, sticky, stinky. We've done that, right? So, in this scenario of fall, one onion has laid dormant. It's not doing anything. This onion has decided to live. And not just live a little bit. Look at how big that thing is. In case you can't see, I'll hold it up. Even though my hands smell like onions. See that? See that? Bought at the same time, same bag, same store. One decided to live, one decided to be a pew warmer. Say ouch. You know he just got hit. When you're a pew warmer, you're the onion that don't do nothing. When you're one living for God, the growth starts. And it can overtake you. These are the same age. I kid you not. Freak me out when I open the bag. It's all the green. Holy Spirit said, that's your feather. He loves me. Okay. We're going to talk about fall because in the summer, like I said, it's hot. We get away from summer. In our life, what season are you in? This is the question to ask every week. What season are you in? Are you in summer, winter, spring, or fall? Well, we know that summer is the time of harvest, the time of heat, the time of doing and going and going until we exhaust ourselves to nothingness. How many's done that? I'm tired. I was told after a tent revival, I didn't have to do nothing else. Somebody came up with a fall festival. <laughs> Won't name no names, Pastor. Somebody said, we ain't doing nothing else until the first of the year. Got a Christmas play to do. Pastor. <laughs> so, God wants to bring, in, bring you into the season of fall, okay? If, you, if you're in the summer, if, if you, if you'll need to identify what, what season you're in. So I'm going to dig out the seasons for you because summer, like I said, it was a season of harvest, a season of work, a season of reaping. The, the end of the, the garden, you know, because um, you can't wait for the fall to reap the garden. The garden has to be reaped in the spring, I mean in the summer. In fall, they have their own set of for food that's coming. So that's a whole different garden, okay? So, now, uh, did everyone start with this? Uh, fall is a time to shed the old and dead and to prune for new life. That's your saying for this week. To shed the old and the dead and to prune for new life. Father, I come before you today and I ask you, with all humility, Lord, let your Holy Spirit run. Let the words that you want spoken be spoken, Lord. Let the feeling in, this, in, in every person in here be what you need them to be. Let them hear what they need to hear. Let them do what they need to do. Father God, this is not about me. It's all about you and about your word and how we can live in your word. All four seasons of the year, whether they're in physical season or our spiritual season. And God, there's also seasons that we're going to tap into today, God, that we need to expose to the light. And God, we just thank you right now for everything you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, have you ever been in a place in your life where people just start leaving? Have you ever been in a place where people just start leaving? 
place where you notice people just drop out of your life. One day they're okay talking to you. The next day they're like, oh, you know, they're, they're ghosting you. Let's just use that term. They're ghosting you. It happens. Yeah. This is the season of fall. Okay? God is pruning your life by removing toxic and time-wasting people. There are people that are in your life that are here to waste your time. That's their only job. There are people in your life that are so toxic, it makes you get, forget you are a Christian and that you are saved when you want to go pray for them. You're asking God, heal them or kill them. And they're done. Because you don't have the words. You're so angry and so upset and so hurt by what they do that your words that come out are heal them or kill them. God, get them out of my life. But this is this is not healthy for me. But sometimes the problem ain't God. God's already removed them. You just keep pulling them back. How many of you pull them back? Can't let go of that person because you're afraid to be alone. Can't let go of that person even if it's your child because you're afraid what will happen. I've lived this now I'm saved. If my children, they know now, if they become very toxic, I have to get away from them. And vice versa, they have to get away from me. Because if we don't, our, our relationship becomes so toxic, it's so poisonous, there is no relationship. And it's so hard to mend one. So, Father wants us to have that kind of relationship with him. He wants us to surrender all. I can, just, I can keep hearing the words in my head. Surrendering all to him. Surrendering all to Him. If you have something in here with you today and you are holding on to it and you do not want to let go of it, shame on you for one. Two, get to the altar, get in your seat, hit your knees, do whatever you've got to do. Let go and let God. Get it out of you before you end up ruining your relationship with Jesus. Because anything that is of this earth holding you back is going to hinder your relationship with Him. And if you want an open relationship with Him, you want to see the blessing. And I was sharing, Brother Tyler was telling me, I'm going to share a little bit, not Tyler, but he was sharing me this morning how much God has been blessing Because he opened up his heart as a servant. He started serving in the church just because he likes doing it. No other reason, not for me, not for pastor, just because he likes doing it. And so when he started serving, God started blessing When you start giving to God and fixing that relationship with him, he will bless you. Whether it's physical, financial, mental, uh, uh, all of them. I can't think of them all. Get them There's so many blessings that he gives. Health, deliverance, freedom. Who would not like freedom? How many of you like waking up every morning and going, oh God, my knees hurt? I do not. They do, but I quit saying it. Start waking up saying, God, thank you. I'm able to sit up on the side of the bed. God, thank you. I'm able to stand on the floor. God, thank you. I'm able to walk out the door and do whatever it is I'm going to have to do today. But thank you. When God is ready to prune people from our life, it's going to be painful and it's hurtful. And sometimes you're so far into the toxic relationship, like this family of carrots. Two of them thriving, and here comes toxic boy or girl. 
He would rock the boat. I can't swim, mind you do. I got a drunk man rocking a boat. He can swim, I probably can swim when he's drunk, but it's, he, he can swim. So my life had enough people. So that when I came to Christ, and he found me, and he claimed me, he had to clean a lot of fear out of me. He had to clean fear of outside, fear of this, fear of that, all kinds of fear. I still have some that you guys to attack me from the demons, and there are demonics. So, back to our pruning. God wants to lead us to a place where he can prune us and allow all of the dead things to fall off of us. Think about your trees and your plants in the, in the fall. Now, I did this. This is a hodgepodge. I found out that I grow them, so I just started throwing stuff in. Okay, so this is a semi-healthy leaf. Okay? Semi-healthy. It's kind of about, it's got to die. This I didn't expect to see. Anybody seen a flower like that in the cold? So we got a flower. I'm fairly certain this one's already went to see Jesus. <laughs> it's up in heaven playing and Jesus falling on his head and stuff. These are in the process. So I started to come in here with a five pound bag of potatoes on the way and just walk around with that because we carry that weight of dead stuff. So we've got all these dead things hanging on to us. Hanging on to us. Until we meet Jesus. I'm going to let Hank and be Jesus this morning instead of Matthew. Matthew. Mother Matthew. <laughs> then Jesus comes and plucks it off of us. Oh, that's a spider. Oh, wow. Hey, that thing's gone. I wonder what I can do now. Oh, I got to go to the cargo. And Jesus said, no, don't do it. Because then you're going to hurt me. So we go to Jesus and he plucks it. See, I knew it. I told y'all it would happen. So, and you see the green one's still there, still trying to live. So we're in these stages of fall. We're in the stage of we're getting ready for God's trying to, to drain all the bad away, get all the bad sap, all the bad poisons, all the things that turn our leaves brown, all the things that turn our things black. He's trying to get that out of us because at some point in your life, you're going to come to a fall place where you've got to decide how many jobs I'm going to start. All this has to leave me. Because if it don't leave me, I can't be perfect. The most important thing we have is our relationship with God. Without it, we are nothing. We have to be careful not to hang on to the dead things or the toxic people because... This is what the Holy Spirit is dropping my spirit. When God goes to remove them, your spirit will suffer harm and can cause you, or it will suffer, and harm will and will can, can come to you. When you hold on to something toxic, you're telling God, I don't trust you, I don't believe in you, I don't want you, I'm going to hang on to this thing, and I know it's killing my body, I know it's killing my soul, but I'm going to hang on to it because it's comfortable. I'm going to hang on to it because I know it. I wake up in the morning, it says hello, I say hello back, instead of saying hello to God. You don't trust God, and that's the bottom line. You don't trust God, and that's not just y'all me. Colossians 3, 9 and 10 says, Let not one another, 
Let's lie not to one another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Put off the old man. Stop hanging on to the old man. The old man going to take you to hell. Ain't no way around it. You've got to become a new creation in Christ. You have to. We will not make heaven without becoming a new creation. We cannot hang on to the old things that we used to do. We cannot hang on to cussing like a sailor on Monday and coming to church on Sunday. We cannot hang on to going to talk about sister so-and-so over here and how bad they are on a Tuesday and come on a Wednesday and say that we're going to lay hands on people they're going to recover because it's a lie straight out of hell. Amen. God come on. is not that God. He is not going to put up with what we're doing anymore. He is done. We are at the end. Amen. We need to shape up or ship out. <clears throat> we need to get right or be left. Because I'm going to tell you something. This is something that the Holy Spirit has dropped in my spirit. He has told me that we cannot act like the devil uh, uh, Monday through Saturday and act like God on Sunday. Come on, we preach. We don't even preach. Come Wednesdays anymore. Preach. Wednesdays are just the day people show up to check off. Wednesdays and Thursdays are just days, for me it's Thursdays because of the teens, but it's just days where we check a box because we're not really in it for it. We don't care if they learn. We don't care if anybody gets anything. We just got to get through Wednesday so we can get to Thursday so we can get to Friday so we can watch the game. Yes, I'm a bad football fan, but I ain't going to bypass God to get to a game. Come on. If God has a Georgia Bulldog game on a Sunday night and we have a church schedule, I'll be here and I'll go watch it record. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> Never tell me about the games. I'm recording every week. Because you miss stuff. But God is tired of us not doing what he wants. He's tired of us dragging in the garbage. Mm. We are dragging garbage into the church with us. Because we're not shaking it off. Everybody stand up for a second if they can. I'm going I'm to pull a Taylor Swift on you. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Whatever it is, shake it off. Shake your arms. Shake your legs. Shake your head. Do whatever you got to do. Shake it off. You know why you're shaking it off? Because if you can shake it off, it ain't got a hold of it. If you can shake it off, it ain't biting you like the snake that bit Pastor that night on here. That he was doing. Y'all have got to be here for the sermon for that. It's amazing. But it's, you, you, it can't grab hold. It has no bite. It has no teeth. Shake it off. If you think of one thing right now in your head, think of something that you are holding on to, and you shake it off right now. Shake it off. Get rid of it. Don't leave this place the same as you came in. Amen. Don't you leave here being the garbage tractor, you're the garbage truck for God. Come on. He's tired of hauling everybody else's garbage in with you. Preach. Have you not noticed that the garbage truck picks up everybody else's garbage before it gets to yours? Yeah. <laughs> so he's adding your garbage to their garbage. Let's get rid of the garbage. Woo! Preach it. Down. Preach it, sister. Point <laughs> 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 mm. being is that God is tired of us bringing the fall garbage in. Mm. We got to get rid of it. Do you notice that the lady, okay, I'm going to cut it off. Pastor has a, a love-hate relationship with leaves. Ain't no love in it. Okay, the pastor has a hate-hate relationship with the leaves. So they blow the leaves and they chop up the leaves and they, it's, it's like red slather repeat. That's what he does. Now he's got hate in hell. Amen. So now he's rinse rather than repeating. And it's a constant fight with the leaves, isn't it? They do not cooperate. Okay? They want to, they fell off the tree. They're dead. They want to hang around. Mm. They don't want to leave. It's because it's dead and you get it shook off of you. 
Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. Father does not want that for us. You know what he wants? He wants peace and happiness and joy. He wants us to have the spirit of Christmas all year round. See, I told you I've been in my Christmas mood. I done bought my Christmas presents. I only got like three or four to go. I've done, I got them wrapped, most of them. I'm trying to get them to let me put up the tree. They won't do it. I may have to do it when they ain't home. But I've got Christmas music playing. It puts me in this mental place of I've got God with me. There's a happiness. There's a joy. There's a joy in giving, a joy in being, a joy in doing. Do you know what we miss about Christmas? We miss that we are supposed to give. Whether it's gifts, food, clothes, time. We are supposed to be givers. And it's not supposed to just be at Christmas. Thanksgiving, we decide, oh God, we're thankful. Why are we thankful about the rest of the year? Why are we thankful for the rest of the year? If God brought you through something, you need to be thankful. You need to be thankful whether it's today, yesterday, or tomorrow. No matter if it's promised or not. He said be thankful in all things. So we need to be thankful. In Ephesians, oh, let me finish that one. Lie not to one another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on a new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Who created you? And don't say Google. God did. We have little avatars on Facebook and Google and wherever. We didn't create them. God created us. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What have I told y'all kids? My mind is my mind. I will think on the things that I choose to think on. No one can make me think on anything I don't want to. That is our motto in our team room. Amen. Our mind is our mind. The devil, you are a liar. Say it with me. Devil, you are a liar. Get out of my mind. Get, my mind. Get away from my mind. Shut your mouth. Shut your principalities and powers. Shut the foot out of my stuff that kills the foot out of my head. The devil has no place in your life unless you allow it. He has no place in your mind unless you give him permission. You give him permission and you will never get him out except for with a lot of heartache and tears. It will hurt you more to let him in than it will to resist him in the beginning. Amen. That's good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. is created in righteousness and true holiness. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. And all malice. How many of you are angry at somebody? Don't lie. Raise your hand. How many of you have been angry at somebody? Even past tense. Come on. You can, you, if you repent, you can, you can say it. How many of you get angry at people? Who has road rage with me? Okay? Who has issues with people pulling out in front of them because they can't drive? Okay. So, but we've got to put all that away from us. But we're not close to God. We lose our position with Him. We slide down the pole because God wants people close to Him like this that are like Him, that are like minded, that live for what He wants, not what they want. Keep that one. You must live for what He wants and not what you want. 
Amen. He will give you what you desire because he's a loving father. But you have to want what he wants first. I have one more scripture, and then uh, next week we'll be doing winter and uh, spring. Isaiah 65, 17 says, For behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth. Who's going there? Okay, come on. Who's going to the new heaven and new earth? Okay, let's try it this way. Who wants to go there? As if you're cheering. Okay, let's do it as if you're cheering for your football team. <laughs> Who wants to go to the new heaven? Woo! Touchdown! Go dogs! <laughs> so, for behold, I created new heavens and a new earth, and God will forgive you for that too. And the former shall not be remembered nor come into the mind. Isaiah 43 18 and 25, these are my last three scriptures here. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. How many of you live in the old? I did it. My parents died two years ago. Spirit of grief came to me. It tormented me for four or five days. To the point I sat and could do nothing but cry and saw over it for one day. Not mentally knowing why. I had no idea why I was upset. Never had a thought. And it took a while for me to realize the spirit of grief had came and attacked me because I had just got past her death in addiction. And I was coming up on my sister's don't let grief fool you. There's two types of grief. There's the normal grief that you love your family, and it's the kind that God, Jesus, talked about, and there's the spirit of grief that can overtake you and make you live with them for an eternity. <laughs> that spirit of grief that keeps you in there will lock you in and keep you from ever having happiness. You will never, you'll feel so guilty about being happy that you won't want to be happy. Well, guess what? I'm going to be happy because, you know what? I don't think my parents, I don't know, I don't really care if my parents would be upset or not, because Jesus said for me to be happy. And my strength comes from my happy. So you need to remember that. Your strength comes from your happy. I, even I, he that blotteth out thy transgressions. Who is that? That's Father. Father blots out our transgressions. We don't do it ourselves. For mine own sake, and will not remember your sins. Amen. Not remember your sins. It, it doesn't matter if it's a bad thought. It doesn't matter if it's a two-second thought. It doesn't matter if you just want to smack that person for pulling out in front of you and you want to get out and beat them down because they yelled at a church bus full of kids. And that happened, but that's a different story for another day. You can't do it. You have to stop and go, no. Father, give them grace like you gave me grace. Because we don't deserve the grace that God gives us if we don't offer it to others. That's right. You don't deserve it if you don't offer it. And that's the word. Revelation 21 and 4. And you shall wipe away, he shall, and God shall wipe away all the tears from our eyes. Who's ready for that? Amen. There should be a shouting right there. Who's ready for no more tears? There should be no more death. Who's ready for that one? There shall be neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Who's ready for that one? Amen. For the former things are all passed away. Our bodies are going to be new. I'm going to be doing flips and jacks. I'm going to do everything I can do here. I ain't going to hard to play drums. I play the drums in heaven. I may not know how here. I'm going to play them in heaven. That's been my desire my entire life was to play drums. That was my goal as a teenager. I'm not good at it, and I haven't tried, so we ain't going to go there. <laughs> but, how many of you want to 
sitting in this church. Lots of jobs to do. I know I've got 43 of my connect routes. I've made it. Lots of things to do. There's lots of problems here. Just give me that tip. Don't do it. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve, twelve sprouts. She, she loves to cook. Look at Patsy do it. Teenagers are doing it. They like to be creative. Oh, that is my fault because I said that about Patsy. Brother Frank, he'll do it. He knows how to do the electricity. Well, he's busy with a job. Pat seems like I have no clue you're even talking about me at this point. And Pastor's like, yeah, we're not doing that. I'm too busy. And I'm like, if he don't do it, I have to do it. Because God's made us one. So one side has to help the other side. We are helping. But how many of you also know that toxic person who has leaked into your life? They leaked into your life. And they cause you to be angry all the time, crying all the time, upset all the time, don't want to talk to them. Knock it off. The word of God says, forgive. Word God says it doesn't matter what they did. When you pray for them, you keep coals of fire on their head. But that's not the purpose of it. The coals of fire are to get their attention. If somebody dropped a piece of coal on your head, would you not just look up and say, What? Or would you just sit there and let it burn? That's the point of him doing it, to get the attention. He's dropping that piece of coal on them to say, Hey, you need to, whoa, whoa, they prayed to you. Our daughter, 